To the Ether, today is Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the future of Lunk, the merge, a Q&A, ask any cues and express your feelings. Hosted by Lunk Dow. Let's take a listen. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Just for clarity, we fired Xerox Ears as our CTO two months ago, so he's no longer our CTO. but as is the nature of decentralized organizations, my vote to fire him can be opposed one-to-one -one by his own vote. So we are unable to evict him from the organization. So that is a point of struggle. And I suppose a, a, a kind of a downside, a disadvantage you accept when running one of these organizations. You know, you get all of the benefits of decentralization, but sometimes in order to thrive and implement the principles of Web3 decentralized economies successfully and the principles of a DAO, you need to accept these downsides. So just just everyone should be aware, Xerox is no longer works for us, but we are unable to, unable to remove him from the DAO. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for raising that point there, um, Lung DAO. It's a really important point to, to note. And I think uh, OIO and Shugs are taking minutes of this meeting in the audience. So they'll distribute those at the end. Um, anybody who joins late will be able to uh, recap. And that's the first point we should note down, guys. Great. So we're just here for you today. Any questions, feel free to come up. Any points of clarity? There have been um, a lot of chaos, a lot of um, misinformation and disinformation on Twitter lately. So if anyone has any questions to ask, then then feel free to come up. I don't know if it's worth doing introductions. Um, I, I'm not sure if everybody knows what we actually do at Lugdow or what our roles are and how the whole kind of organization, um, the day-to-day, -day, you know. So um, maybe here's, here's another idea is just to, to, I think we want the same thing. So I don't feel embarrassed about cutting you off because I feel we're going to align in, in what we're saying. I think that when a question is asked, the most relevant person can answer it. And before they answer it, they can introduce themselves and why they are relevant. Yes. Chugs, did you have a question for the DAO? Uh, no. Welcome. Uh, I, no, I did not. I'm afraid I just thought I'd uh, speak up and just say one thing. I, I'm not taking minutes uh, and I don't answer to you because you're no longer a member of the DAO. Well, you are a member of the DAO, but you no longer hold the role that uh, tells us what to do. So uh, I, I'd like you to stop trying to. Uh, Confuse the masses, OX, if that's okay. Thank you. I've noted your disobedience, and we'll speak about this later. I mean, Chugs, I know that you don't want uh, Xerox's here as a CTO, but I do. So we sort of cancel each other out on that matter. 
I actually um, did. I, I want him in there, but he's not currently in the role. It's uh, it, it's just unfortunately he doesn't hold that title anymore. If he held held the title, that's fine. I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But uh, you know, I, I'm I'm with you, Zara. I want him there, but like you know, we don't have the power. Only CEO number one does to uh, rehire him. No, no, it's decentralized. We, we're we're just valid, you know. This is a horizontal DAO of 115,000 CEOs. From my perspective, from my perspective in time and space, Xerox is, has been fired. But from Xerox's own perspective, he's still a member working for the DAO. So what you're trying to say is I can choose if I want to listen to him or not. And that's just my choice is essentially what you're trying to you know, perpetrate. I believe you're right. Perspective is valid, whatever that is. That was always the case, Chugs. Regardless of the DAO structure, you always had the choice if you wanted to join and listen or not. And I don't want you to feel like LunkDAO has that much of an influence or control over your day-to-day life. I'm just waiting for the governance vote. That's all. Once the governance vote comes in and uh, you know fully appreciates you and like the rest of the uh, DAO votes you in, that's that's when uh, I'll. Uh, I'll respect you as CTO, unfortunately, until that happens. You know, we, we, we can't really go forwards with calling you the CTO. There has to be a governance mm. vote. To be fair, Chuck, so the governance vote already happened yesterday. Did you miss it? I must have. Can you, can you send me that, Zara? Because uh, I didn't see any results anywhere. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, yeah. Great. Let's do a little, um, we'll do a mini vote now to, to ease the proceedings. Who here would like to rehire Xerox is as the CTO of Lunkdale? Please put your thumb up if you'd like to rehire him. Seems to be 80% thumbs up of those who voted, so you are now rehired, despite what I would like. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, everyone. Um, I'm really pleased to retake this role. I know that we've got a lot of challenges uh, facing the DAO in the coming 6 to 12 months, but I, I feel like I'm the right man to lead us through the technical challenges and uh, you know, go forwards and really, really show uh, the Lunk community and the Luna community what this DAO can do. And it can do a lot. It can do way more than they think. In fact, it will probably scare them how much this DAO can do. Uh, just to confirm, OX, are we talking just Lunk and Luna? Because we're part of the Cosmos now, aren't we? We've got validators all over the spot. So are we going to include Cosmos into that? Or are you just uh, responsible yeah. for Lunk? Well, I mean, that's um, that's that's something that we're we're working on as, as a, it's an umbrella company, really. So when you look at the company structure, the operations on other chains, such as say network, uh, where else are we validating, Coach? <laughs> where are we? Where else are we validating? We are validating on Lunk, on Luna, on Atom, on Stride, uh, various other smaller chains on the test nets, including uh, say. We are validating, or at least we were on Kujira. We are validating probably, uh, oh, we're validating also on Joe Chain, which is an upcoming chain uh, that is set to be released in the next five years. We are also looking at spinning up an, uh, a node for the Hua Hua dog chain. Just, just to be clear, we don't think that chain is funny. We don't think Huawei is funny, but we see an opportunity to validate on it, so we will. Yes, and we're also thinking about Juno. Also, as soon as Mars comes up or the Astroport gets uh, cross-chain, 
we'll be validating on both of those. And we're going to have a very meaty initial delegation because the teams owe us a lot of favors. In, in conclusion, by next year, we should validate on around 15 chains. What sort of favors do they owe you? Me and Ryan and Ears provide a lot of value in a lot of ways, both in marketing power, in influence, in financial power, and in other forms of influence that cannot necessarily be described in this space without annoying the chief legal officer. And who is the chief legal officer today? Is that Chugs? His name is Gabriel Shapiro. He's in the audience. Great. Um, Can I remind you all that this is an open Q&A? That means that any of the the stakers, any of the followers of Lungdao can come up and ask any question at all. Uh, We'll give you the answer the best we can. That's why we're here. We've arranged this council today to take any question, anything about Lunk, anything about the future of Lunk, even anything about Luna, the wider cosmos as a whole, anything happening with uh, terror rebels right now, absolutely anything. We are here to clarify that for you. On social media, there's a lot of sensationalism. There's a lot of uh, lies spreading around. There's a lot of chaos and nonsense. There are people competing for stakers, for their validators. Um, There are some bad actors out there. There are some good actors out there. But if you have a question or a confusion, or if you'd like a joke clarified, maybe you read one of our tweets about two weeks ago, and you said, that is really offensive. Maybe you can come up and explain what was so offensive, and then we can clarify that for you and reassure you and hopefully prevent the flood of tears. I have a question. Even as chief research officer at Lunkdow, I don't have access to all the information. Um, it it might be a boring question, uh, maybe a bit too technical. I'm not sure what the vibe of the spaces is, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What happens when there's no more staking rewards on Lunk in 17 months' time? Um, well, I, I can take, I can field this one. Uh, the simple answer to that question is that it becomes uneconomically viable to validate on the chain. So the only people validating there will be the ones who are burning cash. So they'll be running at a loss. Um, so then it's like, do you want to run at a loss? And I think the vast majority of validators will say no. Maybe some will stick around to keep it ticking over. Um, but I don't think you'll have a full set of like, you know, whatever, 100 validators, 130. You'll probably be like 10. Um, but what so- if there's no one staking? Would there be like ten validators with like yeah. one, one lunk stake to each one? Well, I mean, if you look at the Kuji chain, there's that is actually not economically viable, um, but people stake anyway because it's like a future idea that maybe it will be one day. So maybe that's what the lunk chain will have to do. One day it will be economically viable, um, but today it isn't. But you just have to stake and hope. I think that's probably the best. That's the best case scenario. Got it. Thanks for answering my question. May I give my perspective as well? No. No, please do. Sorry. 
I was Ryan. being obtuse. I'm oh, sorry, I was Ryan. being obtuse. Thank you, but I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Okay. Even, sorry. If, even if from your perspective, you weren't willing for me to give my perspective, there are other perspectives here other than your perspective, such as Zero Exus' perspective. If his perspective is that my perspective is worth hearing, that also is an antidote to your own perspective. It's a very good point. What's your perspective, Xerox is? I've just given my perspective. Great. What's your perspective, Zara? Um, I don't really have a perspective at the moment. I'm perspectiveless. I'm feeling perspective about having a perspective, but right now I have none. Thank you, Zara. So even if the staking rewards run out, there are many things we can do. Um, the first one is to create genuine economic activity on the chain somehow, to create some kind of mechanism where um, the, the Oracle rewards pool is funded from something. That's a bit of a challenge because you need to attract a lot of new people to the chain. You need to have them doing something and you need to have a portion of that something redirected to the Oracle rewards. The second solution, which is what most chains do these days, um, not the original Terra, which made it unique, but what most chains do these days, they run an inflation schedule of, say, um, 7%, 10%, something in that range. And then the validators are paid from that inflation schedule. So, you know, that's how it works on many other chains. It can become inflationary. The only issue with that is that it counteracts the whole point of the burn. You know, you'd be inflating, you'd be creating more LUNK tokens. And I don't think everyone's going to be happy with that. In fact, I think they might rather kill the chain than inflate. Yes. Um, I was wondering, I mean, Zara, you said you have no perspective on this, but as our chief inclusivity officer, uh, perhaps through that lens, there's some perspective that you'd like to provide here as our chief inclusion officer. Well, something important that I'd like to understand, um, starting out my work as the chief diversity and inclusion officer here at Lunkdao, Um I was wondering about the demographics of Lunk. Um, I was wondering about the demographics of the stakers. Um, you know, what sort of things they get up to. So maybe we could all go around and say our ethnic background and our favorite food to understand each other on the speakers panel here. So maybe Ryan Lyon, you could go first. I'm white, Irish, and my favorite food is Mexican. All right, well, that's great. Um, and Zero Rexis, you? I am West African, and my favorite food is uh, Oats and Whey. Oh, cool. So what's your name if you're from West Africa? Um, I'm not comfortable with sharing that. Sorry, let me interrupt. Um, we do not have to demand people dox themselves here. This is an anonymous decentralized web three economy where people are rewarded on the merits of their work, their work on chain, their proof of work on chain, building, developing, marketing as anonymous personas. We don't need to bring it into the real world, um, even for the, the goal of inclusiveness. All right, I understand. That makes a lot of sense. So, uh, Lunkdao, you have no interest in sharing your ethnic background, name, 
I can share that, but I will not share my name. Okay. What's your ethnic background? My ethnic background is I'm from Egypt, and my favorite food is hot chocolate. All right. Okay. Well, I'll have to do a little bit of work on this um, as the chief diversity officer. But so far, the stats are looking pretty good. Um, we definitely have some African representation. And I think that's really a very beautiful thing. I mean, not a lot of chains have that African representation. So, yeah, good news from my side. Chugs, uh, what role are you today? Um, I Maybe just a motivational coach for the, anyone that's feeling low, I guess. Maybe that, that's, that's, that's the role I'll play today. Just like, you know, just someone that makes someone feel good about themselves if they're just not feeling great. Yeah. That's great to hear. I'm feeling pretty depressed at the moment. Um, could you give me any advice as the Chief Diversity Officer? Yeah, just, I mean, from your profile picture, you've got a gorgeous looking cat. I mean, I, is, that, is it a tabby? Uh, I mean, absolutely beautiful. I would go up to the cat, right? Just smush your face into the side of it. Hope it doesn't scratch you and just like, you know, give it, give it all the belly rubs and give it all the kisses in the world. And then like you just, you'll feel euphoric after. And what if my cat has fleas? This is just a theoretical question. I mean, if your cat has fleas, I mean, it can be very therapeutic to get one of the uh, combs and deflee it and, like, you know, start start brushing it because, you know, it's, it's very therapeutic. And the cat would appreciate the uh, grooming as well. So uh, either way, you can make it work. All right. Thank you. You're doing a great service in the community at the moment, unlike Ryan Lyon, Zero Xers and Longdale. I can't hear what Chugs is saying. How did that make you feel? Me. Yes, Ryan Lyon. How Chugs, did it make you feel? Chugs, can you read you? People can hear you. Uh, yeah, give me two ticks. Look, I hosted this space so people could come and ask us questions, but there's a lot of in-group interviewing here. Um, Surf, do you have a question? S-Y-R-F, however you say your name. I can't choose. Great. I'm feeling relieved. Reminder to everyone here, the people on the panel earn around $300 an hour for their work. So for them to sit here and wait for anyone to ask questions is costing this organization around twelve hundred fifteen hundred dollars um for five of us so if you have a question please take advantage of it because we're paying out of our pocket to help you can everyone just like maintain a stoic silence until there is a question because i think that by talking we're probably enabling bad behavior and we need to keep quiet in order to incentivize the right behavior. You know, I've learned in all of my relationships, the best way to teach my partners what they need to learn is by ignoring them. I say, I'm not gonna pay any attention to you. I'm gonna ignore you completely until you do the right thing. And then I simply look away, you know, that they can start screaming, they can start shouting. I will continue to look out of the window for however long it takes. 
And then eventually, maybe a day or two later, there's a breaking down and apologizing and a rectification of that behavior. So I believe the same here. Let's let's all keep quiet until somebody requests to speak or somebody speaks. Hello. Hey. Go ahead. Do you have a question? Hello. I'll ask the speakers panel to also do the crying emoji more. I think that might be effective. Sriff, why are you in the speakers panel? If you don't want to speak, it's okay. You can speak, it's okay. We're here. It's okay. Oh, we have a question in the comments. Well, it's not really a question, it's a statement. But I think it's a question. Lunk Holder has said, $0.1 possible. $0.1 possible. Possible? Yes. Lunk, good. Uh, Lunk to a dollar. Great. 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 What would be the market cap of Lunk at not one dollar? Mm, times about a thousand. Six hundred and ninety billion. Is that right? I don't know exactly. Do you know what's the current price, Chugs? When's the last time you looked? Uh, I can go have a look now. One sec. I'll get Binance open. Uh... Oh well, uh, one dollar per lunk is like six point nine trillion. So yeah, yeah, it's five by hundred. Uh, lunk right now is at zero point zero 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 one six five two zero because BTC shooting up. So uh, yeah, BTC looks like it might hit the nineteen uh, k mark again if it keeps doing what it's doing. So we should see lunk hit the zero point zero 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 two mark again if BTC does. Uh, Chugs, you said if BTC keeps doing what it's doing, what is BC, BTC doing and how can we know if it'll continue? I mean, it just seems to be rallying. Uh, there's a pattern it's been following. It dropped down to about 15 and uh, it seems to be that someone, well, I don't know about someone, but a collective of people were basically rallying around that 15,000 mark. And uh, ever since it hit it, it's just been going up in increments throughout the last like three or four days. So uh, if it keeps going up the way it has been, it should hopefully hit 19,000 in the next few days. Just generic, you know, TA, like nothing special. Like it's just the pattern that emerged a couple of days ago. Hmm. We don't do any of that stuff at Longdale. So why did you ask? <laughs> Have we seriously hosted a Q&A space where there are no questions? Well, I'll ask you a question, Coach, just a personal one. How, uh, how's your relationship with that dude that followed you for the, uh, the trainers? How, how's that progressing? Because uh, that was uh, such a wholesome story. Uh, that was one of many relationships in my polycule. Uh, so you're not talking to him anymore? This is not a relationship space 
While we wait for the first question, shall I recount the history of Lunkdao and how it came to be? I don't think you should feel the need to explain yourself. No, no. It's a good story. Um, and it begins uh, in 1873 when an Austrian immigrant, John Michael, and his friend Charles uh, Xavier, with the purchase of a, a, a union, an iron and steel foundry uh, for $5,000, it, it, was, it was the founding of the company. It was the beginning of Lung Dao. Uh, early products included cast iron and steel farm implements, castings for furniture factories, and ornamental iron pieces, including like cemetery crosses and settees. Uh, a breakthrough came in 1883 when John applied enamel to a cast iron horse trough to create the company's first bathtub. Um, and this was really you know, the first breakthrough for Lung Dao, that bathtub invention. And so primarily, uh, it's been in the plumbing business uh, for, for the next 100 years. So from 1883 to 1983, it was a plumbing business. Um, and it wasn't until the invention of blockchain that all this sort of validated stuff started. So, I mean, I, I don't think many people know that. Great. Now, David is here. Hello. David. Yeah. Uh, Look there, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, what you claim that you were in Luna, the old Luna before the crash, uh, what kind of participation did you have with that? Did you know Duquan personally or meet him or talk to him very much? Or what, 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 what did you do for Luna? And that you did you lose a lot of money when it crashed? Um, I invested. I can't remember exactly when, but uh, quite early on, like when it was less than a dollar. I mean, were you a were you a de de developer, or did you have some kind of job with Luna, the old Luna? I was I was involved as a consultant with um, several large projects. That were being built on Luna, and the other co-founder, um, he he helped build a thing called Prism Protocol. If you were involved with that, um, so so we were involved quite early. We helped with the building in different ways. Um, co-founder of, of Lungdao was more of a developer. I'm more of like a, a marketing mind and a, a kind of a strategist. And then, yeah, I lost almost everything in the crash. I lost a, a large seven-figure sum in the crash. Um, I've never had any physical contact with Dokon, you know, I've never shared a bed with Dokon or anything like that. Um, I hope to one day. Well, I, mean, I just meant, did you know him personally or in a, like a business relationship? Not a business one. We've, we've talked a little bit, but it's not like it's yeah. not lovers. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm from uh, Alabama, the USA. Uh, you know. um, I'm the diversity officer here. So I have to ask you one question, David. What do you think about the gays? The gays? Oh, I went to the first gay wedding in Alabama. It was, right. a, it was a veterinarian that my wife worked for as a technician for 20 years. And uh, I don't have anything against gays at all. Cool. 
um, yeah, so we were we were involved really. Um, we were involved. I mean, by we I mean the people here who started Lunkdown. We were involved in developing and doing the business side of a lot of the the building on the original Lunar Chain, and saw everything collapse. And we saw you yeah. know our net worths go to almost zero. Um, we lost. I lost pretty much everything. Yeah, is uh, is there going to be some kind of merge with Luna, or is it a joke, a big joke on Twitter? With your this big thing about Luna and Lunk merging, is that a joke, or is it real, or what? Is it? Is there some possibility of it? In the future? No. That that. So there are two things there. One of them is a proposal to migrate the community, to migrate the Lunk community over to Luna. And that's just a draft proposal, but it could easily go up on the governance forum. Um, I think, though, if it does get proposed, then it should definitely get voted no. Um, the idea from from their perspective is that Luna has all of the builders, but it has quite a limited active community, and that Lunk has an active community, but it has few builders. So you have an interesting like puzzle piece situation, right? The kind of a jigsaw. And that, that right. is that's well, interesting. Terra, Terra Rebels being one of the few developers, right? Right, and, and they're not even funded. So um, okay. that's that's the interesting situation. And I think the the draft of the merge proposal I've read um, proposes to migrate the Lunk community onto Luna by making a airdrop from the current rewards pool, the Oracle rewards pool, added to a community pool grant taken from the Luna pool. Um, but that's like, I, I doubt that anything like this is ever going to get voted in. So I kind of play around with it a little bit on Twitter just because I think, you know, when you hear the word the merge, it's kind of funny, right? Like, it's kind of silly. It's like um, the, the image I've had in my head is like, there are a bunch of cavemen sitting around in a village in the forest, and they're like making their tools and, and uh, eating a little bit of meat from some woolly mammoth they've captured or something like that. And then like the merge is like, it's some kind of like natural disaster or something in the distance, like a big tsunami is coming, the merge is coming, or like there's an earthquake or something. You see what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. That's the uh, that's the funny image I've had in my head. But um, the the actual relevant things to on a factual basis for the merge, yeah, there've been proposals floated around um, about there's how. Also, there's how to, also a rumor that uh, these validators are being paid, are being paid off to vote yes for the merge. This this kind of this kind of thing yes this kind of thing happens all of the time though on all blockchains. Mm -hmm. I think people misunderstand this. It, whenever there is a proposal on a blockchain and it's there's a financial incentive for whoever is proposing it, there is lobbying that happens in the background. People are messaged on Telegram or Discord or wherever they are. They're messaged. They they said you know if you vote for this then I'll vote for something in future myself or they're provided with incentives like you can get an extra airdrop or something like that or maybe on a social level they, they might say you know we voted for x in the past to support you so now you need to support us this kind of thing happens all of the time it's just the lobbying of validators in the background um so it's yeah it's it's normal it happens on every single chain and there aren't any chains without this happening so when people say bribes and and incentives and stuff like that they're referring to something that happens everywhere. So Luna is a centralized chain, right? Uh, full of developers, and we would be... No, no. Okay. It's actually, Luna is the most decentralized chain. 
you can you can look this up if you go on uh, if you look on Google Smart Stake Analytics, Smart Smart Stake Analytics. They're another validator, but they make these interesting dashboards. Um, Ryan or, or maybe Ryan, could you put it at the top or something? I don't know if you can share the. I'm interested in sharing the the Nakamoto coefficient with everyone, or I'll go grab or whoever. I'll go grab yeah. it. Just while I'm speaking. Um, so the the Nakamoto coefficient to my knowledge, is how many validators are required to um, collude to take over the network or control it or pass some kind of vote against the interests of the, the common man. And in this regard, Luna is actually the best of any chain. Um, the reason is that when the airdrop happened, uh, when, when the airdrop happened to create the new chain, uh, Doquan and TFL and everyone who was uh in the original large section of equity were taken out um and it was it was just entirely community based so if they have yeah, any that's, now that's, that's, that's when the trillions of lunk was created after the after the bust yeah to compensate for the loss yeah not quite but but um in this regard lunk is actually the least decentralized or one of the least decentralized so it, within Lunk, there are several large entities that actually hold quite a lot. Um, in, in terms of uh, something that I don't think many people realize is that I think all nodes, the, the validator all nodes, controls a massive percentage of the, the, the network now because they have not maybe, I can't remember. Let me have a look now. Let me get it up. Let me look up the analytics. If any of you want to look at this, go on smartstake.io. Smartstake.io. Yeah, anyway, so all nodes now, uh, being the top placement, they control around 18% of the, the network, right, in terms of voting power. However, a majority, a vast majority of the new um, validators that come online run by various influencers and community members and people who host spaces and stuff like that, their actual validators are run by all nodes. They have a, a deal with them where they pay, say, 450 or $500 a month, and all nodes runs the validator for them, and they do, they do it like a profit split, basically. Um, the issue with this is that because all nodes is running them, they hold the keys and they hold the ability to vote and everything like that. So I don't know what the stats are exactly, but I'm guessing that now all nodes probably control something in the region of 40% of the network, uh, just themselves. Right. Right. What does that mean? It means you only need basically two validators to pass something. Oh, okay. And that's already happened, you said? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that in terms of decentralization, uh, Lunk is one of the least decentralized chains even though people seem to think the opposite. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's like a common misunderstanding. Um, it's actually very, in terms of the Nakamoto coefficient and stuff like that, it's very centralized. Okay, so you, so, you, so you believe Lunk is going to, to be emerged with uh, Luna? No. There are two things there. So one of them is a proposal that's a draft and floating around that's been sent to various people. Um, I think that'll be voted no. I don't think the community wants it. And even if it was good, I don't think they'd understand it um, because it's like 
it proposes to to end the Lunk blockchain, basically. So I don't think anyone's going to support that ever, including us. We're going to vote no. The other thing that has been mentioned lately is a thing called Merge Protocol, um, and that's just a, a separate DeFi project. It has no, it, it doesn't really mean anything to do with a merge. Um, it's just a way of getting people to to lock their their LP, their liquidity, permanently on a centra- on a decentralized exchange with a quirky mechanism where the the input the input pipe comes from. Uh, I'm getting thumbs down. The input pipe comes from Lunk, but that's just it's just a silly protocol that could work anywhere. It could work um, on the Lunk blockchain. It could work on Juno. It could work on anywhere. Okay. 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 Thank. Thank you so much. Does that make sense? So, like the there's a proposal to migrate the community, but that's likely to get voted out. Um, and the reason we've ever spoken about it is just to to pre-signal that you know if anything comes to governance, we're going to vote no. And also people should know that the reality is that that validators do get lobbied they do get bribed they do get um sent rewards or bigger airdrops and things like that so they should know that in advance and they should say that you know if any validator that i'm staking to does anything like that i'm going to move away from them and i'm going to disapprove so that's just like the simple side of it um look here's the thing many people within the lung community this is their first time coming on chain they might have bought coins or tokens from a centralized exchange like Binance or Coinbase or wherever before. But it's their first time coming to an actual blockchain, getting a wallet, um, voting in terms of on-chain governance and stuff like that. So many of them don't know the realities that there is lobbying, there is bribing, there is various things like that happening. Um, Or validators can team together and make secret deals like, you know, if we stick together, let's try and eliminate the rest of them. That, That kind of thing happens all of the time. And also there's a favors regime, right? Like I'm going to put this proposal forward and I'll support you. And then in return down the line, you vote yes to mine. That These things happen all of the time. It happens on every single network. So part of the point of us saying anything is just to point out the realities of, of what blockchain governance is like um, and, and warn people and educate them in advance. And to be a little bit playful around that is just, you know, part of, our persona on Twitter, but the, the reality is is real thing. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. But I wouldn't. It, there's nothing to worry about, though. Like, if if everyone is having the best interest of the community in mind, then things will just get voted no. That's all there is. How did you uh, How did you revive Lunk back last May after it crashed? I heard you were the main catalyst in the uh, revitalization of Lunk. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think that people apply the wrong model to blockchains in general. So, because this whole domain has been around such a limited amount of time, we have seen certain things happen, and we've applied our old mental models to it. Like when a company gets destroyed, it's permanently bankrupt. It's destroyed forever. It's unlikely to return. It's you know it's it's beyond repair. But the interesting thing about blockchains is that when a blockchain dies or it goes to near zero, despite that happening, you still have the validators online. You still have the governance online. You might still have Oracle rewards, as with Lunk. 
Um, you might still have a, a vast infrastructure of the apps and of the wallet installs. TerraStation mm. Wallet had over 4 million installs. So you still have this, this interesting set of assets that don't necessarily rely on the coin having a really high price or something like that. So if the validators can, can come together and can change the parameters of the chain or change the entire tokenomics of the chain, um, because obviously Luna in the past was, it was a mint burn mechanism where Luna and UST were balanced, right? In order to stabilize UST as a dollar. So that was an interesting mechanism, it failed. Um, and at that point, you know, a, a few weeks later, the entire tokenomics were changed. That whole mint burn mechanism was stopped and then it became a token with a fixed supply. So it was a very different thing. Um, yeah, it was based on a Bitcoin. The uh, Luna was based on, uh, and he, I think he loaned the Bitcoin to SPH or somebody, and then they wanted their Bitcoin back, and that's what caused the crash. Mm, not quite, but like to, to answer your question in, in what revived it, um, I had a vision which was like the market cap was very low, and despite it being very low, Lunk, what became Lunk, still had a lot of potential, right? It still had loads of users and installs. It still had um, all of the apps in the ecosystem. It still had the potential to do something with UST. It still had all of this attention around the world. Despite the fact it was negative attention, it was still attention, right? It was still eyeballs on this thing, like what is going to happen? And a lot of the time, the valuation of a thing is a direct result of the attention on it. Um, regardless of if that's negative or positive. So it had all of these interesting factors. Um, and my idea was that the the fact of the crash had caused a lot of minting of lung. So the supply had gone up. So if we could create a fun narrative yeah. around the deflation of the supply, which was the whole burning thing, then maybe we could we could start to create some kind of movement. And Happy Catty and others are here. They were here quite early, in the I think, in the first few weeks of this. Yeah, um, who, who still holds those apps? Is it, is it the Polygon or is it Luna? Say it again. The, the apps that the Luna chain used to have, the applications, did they move over to the Polygon? No. The the the, the builders have mainly moved over to the, the new Luna. Um, some of them have moved to Polygon. Some of them have moved to their own Cosmos chains, like Kujira used to be an app on the old Luna, but now it's its own chain. There are many things like that, but the majority have gone to the new lunar chain. Um, anyway, so to start with, we started this burning. I started a, a lunar validator on the lunar two network and used all of the profits there to buy and burn lunk. So I started this thing and then that started going. And then down the line, I think people like Happy Caddy um, started to get interested as well and, 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 you know, make videos about this stuff and updates on like who's holding the most lunk and, and creating the, the lunk penguins dashboard and everything else. And then down the line, more and more people came and started burning. Um, I think eventually other validators got involved and various telegram groups and things like that. And then we eventually got to the point where CZ was, was burning lunk himself as well. But it all came from um, the enthusiasm and the passion and the fun and a kind of a social media campaign to make it fun and interesting. And the cool thing was that it became the the most interesting thing relative to the gloom of the the rest of the bear market. Um, yeah, is it true? Else, he holds uh, two trillion like himself. No, that's that's just like people's accounts on his exchange. 
in total. People's accounts. Oh, I see. It's just on the Binance. Yeah. He probably holds a lot, but but nothing like that. That is just like oh, a yeah. thumb I of his. Somebody was saying he held it personally. No, there's a lot yeah. of because on the surface, when you look at things like exchange wallets, it seems to be one huge wallet. In reality, it's broken down among potentially millions of customers. So so no, but he probably holds a lot, just nothing like that. Yeah. CZ had a lot of um, of Luna, right? I think Binance were in one of the seed rounds and he kind of like forgot that he had it. So he's probably got quite a big stake in Terra V2 as well. Yeah. Uh, I just think the 1.2%, you know, off-chain burn per trade is a very bad idea because you're going to cut down on trading and everything. Somebody's not want to give up. So, it, you know, it did end up not going through anyways. But uh, I could see the, the point, point 0.02%, you know, as a off-chain burn, you know. But uh, initially, it was 1.2% uh, for off-chain and on-chain, uh, the burn. Uh, but there's a lot of hope with the USDC uh, repeg burn. <laughs> Mm, my my advice, just just to uh, have a little little input here, my advice to the Lunk community is to forget about the burn and f- and forget about USTC. Both of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they need to th- if they want to have like a real blockchain with an ecosystem of apps and like DeFi and people using the chain and having a successful ecosystem they they need to stop focusing on that and think about what are the most useful apps that they could build um or someone could build on this chain and it's probably right now uh someone providing a liquid staking service for all of this lunk to unlock all of this stake lunk and then give them things to do with it like a cdp collateralized debt position uh stablecoin so like make a dao so you could like, like I, I wrote a thread about this, and but I, the, the point being, yeah, that, that's what I was reading too. Is it was preventing developers from working with Lunk to develop right, apps. exactly right. because you'd have to burn Lunk to work with it, to experiment with it, to, to see if the app to to run the app, you know, to, and that was uh, did, yes. did we have did we have more developers with Lunk a couple of months ago, and they got run off or something or. No, the 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 thing about the look in order to make progress on anything you need to take a a series of transitions and the main goal at one phase might not be the goal down the road like the the narrative of the burn of burning lunk of reducing the supply and stuff like that i'd say that the main positive effect of that was creating a community and creating a, a joint goal and unifying everyone against around this objective um, and getting them all involved. And then when you have all these people, you can do something with it. Like you can organize them into a leadership and you can repair the chain and you can upgrade the chain. You connect the chain via IBC to the rest of the chains. And you yeah, I know that, that's what Rebels is doing right now. He's, right, he's so, trying to re- revive the IBC chain. It's supposed to so the, come out in a couple of weeks, the first one. And uh, what, what what's the main goal of this with, with the Terra Rebel IBC project? IBC is 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 kind of like a, a bridge. It allows you to connect to other chains, so you could transfer tokens back and forth. Um, it's the the Cosmos vision, the the Internet of blockchains. Um, it's it's like a safer alternative to a bridge that is built 
natively into IBC. Um, sorry, built, built natively into the Cosmos. Um, but anyway, whatever. It's it's like um, the the goal at one phase isn't the goal down the road. So I'd say the goal of burning was mainly to get a community of people united and enthusiastic around repairing this Lunk blockchain and and forging a future together. But then when you have all those people, the goals shift. It, it shifts to things like building. Um, it shifts to things like what Xerox is, is saying, you know, um, making key primitives in the ecosystem to make it more interesting and for people to do more things with it. It, it changes down the road. And to to obsess about a goal for its own sake is like a, it's a mistake that can be quite stifling in the long run. You need to do the most important thing at each time. Um, at the same time, like, for instance, if we focused immediately on doing what Xerox has said, then you wouldn't have sufficient people and interest and developers here in order to do it. So there's a little progression. Um, but yeah, Xerox is, wouldn't you say that the most important thing is to fork the Terra Station wallet and make a new wallet? Hmm. It's a good question, Dow. I would say that that's a complete waste of time. I would say that is just just a symptom of poor decision making and lack of focus and a lack of organization and to fork the terror station i i do understand fundamentally like why they they think oh we want to reduce reliance like if if i don't know some for some reason uh terror station explodes at least now we all have this wallet that we we've forked and we we're running and now we can use that that's fine but it's like TFL have said they're going to continue to support and develop Station. Uh, it's audited. It works. It's on the Apple Store. All of these things that you, you just don't need to spend time forking that mm. wallet. It, it's a silly thing. Well, do you think one idea could be that like, if people refuse to fund Terror Rebels, then they could maybe stop updating the wallet or somehow um, obscure the amount of money you have in your thing or raise the fees to like infinity or something like that. They could apply a kind of a CBDC policy to freeze and blacklist certain wallets if they don't make donations. <laughs> Are terror rebels going to put infinite fees? It's a very good question. Will well, they turn if, around? If people refuse to pay them for all of their work they've done over the last like three, four months, oh. they can control the I, I think there's a plan here to to control to make sure everyone installs this wallet and then suddenly when they go to pay for their groceries nope you cannot pay for these groceries unless you make your donation to edward kim yep that sounds entirely realistic that situation sounds extremely plausible i think terror rebels have now got everyone who's downloaded that wallet everyone who's uh, got their seed phrases and, and and inputted them into the Terra Rebels wallet. You've lost all your money already. It's already gone. Um, they're going to take it all, and that's their payment, suckers. You've mm. paid them. You just gave them your fucking seed phrases, you idiots. Absolutely. Mm. And he he is one of the validators, right, Terra Rebels. On the link blockchain. Mm, there's a Terra Rebels validator. I'm not sure who runs it exactly, though. I, I don't know why. Like, Are you if, saying if, if people ballot, if they send their, if they uh, decide to him to delegate with him, 
they're going to lose all their money and he's one of the validators. No, he's not, he's only joking. But um <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's cut out all the joking on this Twitter stuff because I, I mean I'm believing that it's going to might merge with luck. I think it's hurting the I mean uh yeah, but dude, we we've all said this is just a fun narrative that's been said like it, it's just a joke and cutting out no. No, I'm I, myself. I, I don't. I, I still don't understand what blockchain or uh, the important thing is or listen how it works or anything. Listen, the important thing you need to understand. The important thing you need to understand is that for any proposal to pass, it needs to be voted in by the community. Therefore, nothing can just happen. Even if there is some merge proposal, it needs to be voted yes by the entire community. Therefore, nothing can happen without everyone voting it yes. Therefore, you don't need to worry if you think everyone is going to vote no. Okay. Well, let's let's say let's take Bitcoin for instance. What 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 could we do better as far as like uh, the general acceptance of crypto that Bitcoin isn't doing right now, and maybe fill a void somewhere. I think that's where we should start as far as like developing apps or is, I, I think the main problem with cryptocurrency is acceptance. That's why you have these third world countries right now only messing with it and adopting it as their world, as their main currency. And uh, and then here in the U.S., it's too regulated still. It's, you know, that's, that's why I can't come out with a, Binance US long and but uh yeah I, I think that um this is a really common thing. Um people will say, how do we get mass adoption? How do we achieve adoption uh for our crypto thing, whatever it is? Um in twenty seventeen that was like you, you're getting these weird companies coming out like, oh, we, we can sell you beer and you have to pay for it using our crypto coin or whatever. Um the reality is the easiest thing to do is to say what games are people playing on the crypto casino? And by that, I mean, like, what DeFi apps exist? What has already been done in other ecosystems? What are they expecting to see? Um, yeah. Because there's like, there's like a thousand users you can easily get by just launching the basic protocols that exist on every single chain. Um, and those people will bring money. And then you start, like, you don't go straight for, let's provide a currency for Ghana. You know, like, this, this is a complete waste of time and you're not going to do it. Um, you should just say, how do we get a thousand users? Um, and let's start there and let's just like do things that are proven to work. Let's not invent something new. Let's just do what has been done before and has worked. And we can just learn all of the, the things from that playbook from the last cycle and we just play it back. All right, cool. Um, and then when you've got your thousand users and you've got like, um, more than what you, $4 million of liquidity on the chain, you can start to think about other things and like, oh, maybe we have interesting teams. Maybe we have exciting teams who have come over and they want to build something new and something creative and, and you set the trend for the next bull run. But that's, that's just ridiculous. And, and right now, all the apps and all the like, uh, attention is like, okay, Terror Rebels, please, you know, do something for us. Like get the, get the layer one working, get it to parity with Luna, whatever, open up IVC. Okay, then what? Uh, We'll make some NFTs. We'll make some profile pictures, and we'll have a poker game. Yeah, that that'll be it. We'll get a poker game. 
like I don't think it's just it's just boggling, mind boggling. Has anyone seen a, a, a poker game that's attracted like a million, <laughs> like ten million, a hundred million dollars to a blockchain? No, it yeah. doesn't. Like it doesn't make any sense at all. Just no. just do what's been proven to work on every other blockchain that's tried to launch in the last cycle. I, I think that that the problem is is awareness. So most Lunk uh, investors and people who talk about Lunk seem to have very, very little awareness of other blockchains, ecosystems, what worked, what didn't work, like all of this stuff that, that people who have built the protocols have kind of had to understand because they've had to pitch these ideas to investors. So what am I getting to? I think it's a big mistake to go for top of funnel, like let's provide a currency for China. Um, it's easier to just like, what do you know works? Do that. I mean, I have a question. Like, why do Chinese people need currency anyway? Um, Lunkda, why do you have your hand up in the air? Also, I'm here to confront Xerox ears about something. All right, go ahead. Speak your truth. Well, listening. May I confront you? Confront me. You have offended somebody in the audience. You have offended Rathbones82, who is our favorite veteran cop working in the USA. You have refused to follow him back despite him following you for weeks. He has commented this on our posts repeatedly and you still refuse to follow him. If you scroll down in the audience, he has a green uh, profile picture. He's ranking about fourth row on mine, but you need to sort that out, man. Well, do you know why his profile picture is green, Coach? Do you know why? Don't try and gaslight us. It's because I made it. I made Rathbone's profile picture. So he has no right to be upset with me whatsoever. And if he is, if he is that upset and he's sending you DMs and he's asking you to confront me, then all I can say is I claim back that profile picture i own the uh the rights to it and i will sue you unless you remove it from your twitter profile immediately um and also just to bring to your attention he said i want to merge with him so bad i respect his views so much i can't help myself can i point out as well that rathbones is a man who has supported the merge since day one he has been pro-merge. Um, Rathbone, would you like to come up and explain why you're pro-merge? He actually did write all that stuff too. Yep. Wow. He's a betrayer. Yeah, I'm pro-merge because it's like the analogy I gave Oxiers on his uh, comment the other day. You know, my I grew up on a farm and we had all kinds of animals and our horse just didn't work no more. So we shot it and we ground it up to meat and we made sausage with it with pork and it lived on. So sometimes if something's no longer working, you just need to take it out back and shoot it and merge it with something better, you know? No, I think you're right. I think these things should always be considered like the word merging implies like something is going to go extinct but what is it really we don't know yet there are a million proposals in blockchain land and they're all worthy of some consideration 
many of them will suck, but you know, who knows? Maybe there's some kind of interesting thing, or maybe uh, Luna will merge into Lunk. In which case, I think everyone would support it. Do you do you think Happy Caddy Crypto in the audience? You think he's uh, taking bribes? Do you think he's a uh, non-merge? What do you think? Mm, I don't think he's taking bribes personally. I don't think he's the kind of guy because I think he basically helped Lunk without making any money for months and months and months. Um, so I, I don't think he is motivated by greed. I think he is motivated mainly by beautiful ideas and helping people. He has a broke back too, so I'm glad you know nobody took him out back and shot him. But you know, I'm glad he, you know, he came back to us even better. Wonderful. Does anyone want to come up and confront Rathbones for being pro-merge? Maybe somebody who's anti-merge. I am anti-merge, but I'm not willing to step down into the arena. I want to remain objective as the arbiter of this debate. Well, I'm anti-merge. I have to be honest with all of you. I believe all this merge stuff is a big old bowl of bologna, and I'm not eating it. I'm allergic. In Rathbones, you're the chef. You made the bologna. You made, you made it, and it smells bad. So instead of me asking you questions, why don't you defend yourself for all of the things you've done? And you know what you've done, Rathbones. So speak openly and honestly here to all of us. This is your final chance. Yeah, yeah, I have done a lot. I mean, I, I was real aggressive when I came here the other day, and Coach had to mute everybody confronting the Rap Luna community, you know, uh, being kind of crazy with the ladies in the community, you know. I'm doing the best I can. I won't try to change at some point. Hopefully after the merge, it will make me feel better and make me a better man. Hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Great. Does anyone else want to come up and ask a question, discuss anything, express your views, talk about your feelings on the merge, anything like that, come up or maybe talk some Talk some sense into Rathbones uh, or anyone else here who you disagree with. Please come up now and confront them. You know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's weird. It's like people on Twitter say that they're against the merge. But when it actually comes to somebody loudly declaring their support for the merge, like Rathbones up in here, they're unwilling to be manly enough to face him. Like, do we live in the society of just cowards these days? I don't understand. I think we do, to be honest. I think everyone in this space who doesn't entirely support the merge, with their heart, who was chosen to sit in the listeners panel in silence, would have been the same people who would have watched their Jewish neighbour shipped out in World War II and killed, and they would never have said a word. You know, everyone wants to believe they're the hero, but when it comes to it, when it comes to crunch time, most people are looking out for themselves. And they're not even doing it well. So, yeah, I'm scrolling through this panel. And if I see any of you commenting anything anti-merge, I'm going to write you down in a little notebook and remember you as a bad person. Absolutely agree. I think if you fail to request to speak in this space, then you support the merge. And likely you've even been bribed. Well, if, if we did merge... One lunk is worth one thousandth 
of Luna. So say I have I have twelve point five million lunk, that would equal a hundred and twenty thousand Luna. Am I correct? Is one these these mathematics are incredible and they must surely be correct. Jason, do you have any thoughts? But just think about that, that Luna that you get from that luck. That's something that King Doquan, you know, somebody I respect, he he created that from the ashes of Luna Classic. I mean, oh. you'll have that beautiful thing in your wallet. Yeah. How many, uh, is, is Doquan, is he still in charge of Luna? He's the, he's the king. He's yeah, the lord. Okay. Yeah. When you just, for, for next time, David, when you say Doquan, say Lord Doquan. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, he's just not living in South Korea right now, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, He might be living in South Korea. We don't know where he is. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Great so point, Ryan. Uh, Ryan. There's, there's, a good, there's a good chance if we merge with Luna, then luck becomes worthless and we lose all our money. We we lose everything if the merge happens with Lunk. No. I think if you need to visualize the merge, you need to think about the game Squidges. I, I assume you have that in America as well. When you're growing up in the playground or the schoolyard and you would cut cut apart bugs and glue them together to make squidges, that's what a merge is. It's Getting two the best parts of two things and it's putting them together to make something even better. Oh yeah. I have a problem with uh trying to stake my uh lunk went on the terrorist station. It won't accept my uh authenticator app. I have Authy and it's saying I have to have a Google authenticator or download. The only people that we don't accept um, authentication from on terror station is uh, war criminals and like people wanted by Interpol. They, we've got like certain connections to them, and they tell us certain you know people that we can't really associate with um, through back channels and back passages. <laughs> and stuff. Oh. Um, so I think you're probably one of those, Dave. Uh, no, I'm with uh, I'm on uh, crypto.com. I have oh, yeah. Right. Well, that's not adding up. Something's fishy there, David. I promise you, we're going to sort this out for you. Me, Zero X's, and Ryan Lyon. We're going to make sure that everything is okay. Yeah, I had uh, I had something like a uh, three thirty five hundred polygon on Coinbase, and uh, so uh, my uh, personal trainer he uh, talked me into buying lunch. He told me about it, and I saw it going way up, so I moved it. And you can't, I couldn't buy a lunk on Coinbase, you know. All mine got, uh, I had some lunk when I bought it. And David, got, uh, David, 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 huh? David, may we hear from a new speaker? Oh, yeah. 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 Go ahead. Jason, it is your turn. Uh, I'd like to better understand the uh, pros and cons. Merge versus uh, separate, basically. Um, where would I find such a thing? 
not worth talking about yet until an actual proposal is put forward. The only thing I've seen so far is just drafts, um, which is provisional proposals. So um, until somebody puts something forward on the governance proposal, on the governance forum, then the whole community can start to weigh it up and think about it. But it's not at that stage yet. It's just something to be mindful of that might be coming in the next few weeks. If you um, if you take a look at my pinned tweet, uh, Jason, I kind of run through some of the scenario, potential scenarios based on what we know so far. But as Coach says, it's very much uh, work in progress as we speak. What's the worst scenario, Ryan? I want you to be honest. The worst scenario is that the lunk chain completely dies. Is your ex talking at all? Because I can't hear him. Like I haven't heard him for like the last five minutes. No, he's refused to talk. I understand. Um, could you add a could you add a percentage? Uh, like, a, what, what what's the uh, percentage you think it would completely die? One hundred. One one hundred percent. You think it? Okay. As long if, as we have if, community. Yeah, if the merge happens, I think probably a seventy five percent chance that Lunk completely dies. Oh, okay. I'll throw an even scarier scenario out to you. A lot of these retail investors bought Lunk on Crypto.com and they have it on there. And Crypto.com will fail at some point. It may not be tomorrow, may not be two or three years from now, but they will fail at some point. And all that Lunk is just going to be locked up somewhere. Well, the thing is, we're all going to die someday as well. You know, did you forget that? We're all going to die. And maybe yeah. Crypto.com will fall one day too, but yeah, all well, I care about... It's highly regulated, uh, uh, centralized exchange there is. Crypto.com is. They have I don't more know what in more countries. And, yeah, um, I mean... The... What? Crypto.com oh, sorry. is going to die. What's happening here? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I can. Great. Great. I I was going to say, like, from a Buddhist perspective, all of the suffering in the world is caused by attachment to things, right? Attachment in craving and aversion. Attachment in a basic sense, which means the, the wishing for this current moment to be different than it is. Or for the idea that a future moment will be better in some way to be attractive to you for you for it to elicit craving within your soul for you to want to go there so from a buddhist perspective attachment causes all of the ills of this world all of the sufferings of this world um, and it's the main problem and i think that in many ways when we go through some kind of heartbreak losing a romantic partner losing a house losing a job losing anything in life having our heart broken in some way that teaches us to let go on some fundamental level and to love that, to express love, to give love and receive love that doesn't depend on specific attachments. You know, If you lose your house, then doesn't that deepen the love for your family? Because it was only an arbitrary attachment. I think the merge is similar in my mind. It's like, all right, if there's a merge, maybe that happens and maybe the entire Lunk blockchain is completely destroyed. It's washed away like a tsunami. All of the code falls out of thin air, falls out of the databases, falls out of the server centers. All of the validators get destructed immediately. Everything collapses, a cataclysm, an apocalypse, everything destroyed very quickly. At the same time, 
doesn't that loss reveal something? Doesn't that loss reveal something that is never taken away? The, the, the primacy, the, the feeling of, of knowing you are here now, of being alive and the gratitude for that. For me, the loss of any blockchain, the merging, the total vaporization of any blockchain reveals the ground of being, something that is never taken away. You know, we are here now in this moment. We're alive, we're being. We, we have received this tremendous gift of this aliveness. You know, our lives, our capacity to be awake and alive now. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Like, for me, things like the merge and, and losing things in my life and these various attachments that may waste away, isn't that a great revealer? And isn't that a great opening of the heart? You know, I think I said before in one of these spaces that there was this Sufi mystic poet called Rumi. Um, he lived a long, long time ago. But I, I remember telling this story before. I'll tell it again. A young a young man came up to Rumi. He was an old man at the time. A young man came up to Rumi and he asked, like, I've been broken up with by my girlfriend. You know, she cheated on me. How do I get over it? How do I get over it and heal myself? And Rumi said the solution is to go out into the world and have as many romances as required or as many um, start as many relationships as you can again and again and again, until your heart is broken so many times that it remains open forever, right? So that was his message, to go out and get your heart broken again and again and again and again and again, until it remains open forever, until nothing can break you, because it's so broken, it remains open in love forever. And it's really the oscillation, the breaking and then opening, the breaking the opening that is the suffering. And if it remains open forever, by being broken so much, that it just never closes again. That is that is true liberation. So I see it the same way. I see this this merge as a gift, you know, a gift from God. There's another saying which is like fierce grace. The bad things that happen in your life can be fierce grace. Fierce grace is a form of grace that seems bad to start with, but can be great in the long run. You know, it can be a wonderful thing. How many times in life does something terrible happen and then a year later we think, huh? That thing taught me something amazing. It taught me, you know, something really incredible. I gained some wisdom from that, or I had a certain situation happen after that that led to something even better. That's the nature of human existence. That's the journey we're all on. So for me, when I see talk of this merge, I think, hmm, you know, it seems terrible. It seems horrible. But maybe after I'm merged, I'll be grateful. Definitely. Um, maybe we should make this space now into a roomy reading space and we could all read one of our favorite roomy poems or stories um would anyone be interested in that okay well in that case i'm gonna read out a poem i died to the mineral state and became a plant i died to the vegetal state and reached animality i died to the animal state and became a man then what should i fear I have never become less from dying. At the next charge forward, I will die to human nature, so that I may lift up my head and wings and soar among the angels. And I must also jump from the river of the state of the angel. Everything perishes except his face. Once again, I will become sacrificed from the state of the angel. I will become that which cannot come into the imagination. Then. I will become non-existent, 
non-existence says to me in tones like an organ, truly, to him is our return. Ryan Lyon, I think it's your turn. I'm just swapping out the speakers. Uh, Terra Knight, do you have anything to say? Now is your chance before I maliciously remove you. Yes, Coach. I just wanted to uh, get your opinion on uh, the Alliance uh, module for Terra and how maybe that's a better narrative than Emerge. Uh, what do you think about an Alliance with Luna? Yeah, I like it. I've been talking about it for like a month now. I think that an alliance would be a, a really good way to unite the communities. And it would also mean that lunk stakers are paid some amount in, in Luna and the opposite as well. So people start to hold both coins and it starts to kind of fungally spread out among both. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's um, something I'd support personally and I have for like a month. Yeah, for sure. So do you have any news on uh, when, when more updates of this uh, Alliance module is going to come to life? Or again, it's also sure. a new interview. Yeah. I think... Chain um, Warlord that's I think, kind of flying around. I think Lord Do Kwon is releasing something with the wallet somehow soon, I think. Um, is have you heard anything? Ryan, have you heard anything? I know there have been like screenshots of what the wallet's going to be like and stuff like that, but I'm not sure about the timeline. I think it's soon though. They work very fucking quickly. Like Lord Do Kwan and TFL, they work very quickly. So um, anything that has been announced will likely be followed up with lots of updates very quickly. Um, you know, I, I think that in the past there were religious figures and gurus and, you know, various people you could believe in, but many of them have passed away. And I think if we are to look at this this modern world around us, this social sphere we live in, this cybersphere where you have the intersection of the human heart and um, blockchain technology, if you look there, there is only really one spiritual figure and that is Lord Do Kwon. So trust in him. Don't worry. Don't Don't beg him. Don't try and hassle him or get impatient with him. Trust that he is the best founder in all of crypto and he will satisfy whatever your demands are. Yeah, um, I've got my notes here. Interchain station in December. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I believe in Lord Dogwan. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you want to say maybe one thing you admire about Lord Dogwan? Just a bit of appreciation, thing like that, while you have the stage. Yeah, I think he's um, <clears throat> he's a character that I don't think he is bribable. He's quite, I think he's quite genuine in what he's trying to achieve for um, this decentralized um, ecosystem. Um, but <clears throat> I think it's beyond just <clears throat> uh, just stable coins or. Um, you know, I think what we're going to see in the next few years is probably a huge adoption um, from kind of the general public. And, um, you know, a lot of these apps that are getting built on the Terra blockchain right now, um, I think it's uh, quite amazing how it's going to kind of um, open up to, yeah, just the kind of that we're using right now, yeah. Beautiful. 
does anyone else want to express gratitude or appreciation for Doquan? Maybe Ryan or Zara. Anything you want to say about Lord Doquan? Ryan, you can go first. I know you have a lot on your mind. Yeah. Um, I remember once that Doquan said in an interview that he would be willing to go to jail to achieve the dream of decentralized money. And there's a distinct possibility that that could happen at some point. Um, so, you know, he's a man of his word. And then also, the, the sort of shortly after the the terror crash in May, um, he reached out to me. We had a conversation, and he uh, suggested that I go fishing to clear my mind. And I did that. I caught some fish. I ate the fish, and it made me feel whole again. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, Dokum was always coming up with great suggestions. I'll never forget the time that he um, fell into a hole in the ground. We were on like a really slippery slope. It was about springtime. It was like a spring morning. and But there were just mudslides everywhere because it had rained in the night. And he just kept slipping over. And there were holes at the bottom of the hills. And he just kept falling into them. <laughs> we kept saying, oh, slippy dough, what are you like? And he would go, I can't help it. Like, I can't help it. It was really funny and we were all laughing and we were laughing and laughing and then it started raining and he was still stuck in the hole and the mud started pouring in thick and fast and it was just it was just his little head stuck out of the mud and he was like oh do help do help me i can't imagine being stuck in here any longer and then we we all hit him with hammers <laughs> It was so funny. Great. Thank you for sharing. Rathbone, do you have any thoughts or uh, gratitude for Doquan? I just think, you know, we all should show gratitude as much as he sacrificed to defend that D-Peg and everything he's done and uh, bring us something just as twice as better. Twice as good. Twice as good. Sorry. Poor English. But uh, yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's great that we actually get to witness a, a journey, um, but, you know, that Dokoin's on right now um, in trying to solve, I think, one of the hardest problems um, in crypto and um, and really, really heading, you know, uh, taking that to scale. I think, you know, people don't understand the, uh, what type of person it takes to kind of get to that level. Um, and, you know, if he really was a scam, I think he would have just took his money and left by now. But the fact that he's trying to rebuild something here um, really says a lot about his character. Um, and that's, I mean, not ever meeting this person ever. Um, but I, I do. And, um, you know, I do believe that he's got a, a very good vision for the future. Um, and, and yeah, we just got to believe and um, support that vision. And, uh, but yeah, I think at the same time, um, obviously, um, there was all, um, he, he's done things that, it would probably learn going forward and, you know, um, like all of us who's um, experiencing life will, as we grow older, we'll probably mature and learn from our mistakes and um, and we'll see how, how he ends up going, um, how it turns out. So, 
yeah, uh, I like I like how um, this is the I think this is the chance to if you really believe in um, what he's doing, um, then you'll stick around. Um, if you don't, then yeah. Did you ever hang out with him, Tara and I, and go on a funny and wacky adventure? Uh, I hope so one day. Um, it'll be great to. Uh, I'd like to have actually have a chat with him. Um, we, he's a very interesting character. Uh, so is so is Long, yeah, or Bruce. Um, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Any other experiences with Do Kwon, or was it just me and Ryan Lyon? And maybe zero X's. I can't really remember. <laughs> um, I can tell a story. I mean, I didn't really know Doe that well. Um, you know, I never really made an effort to get to know him. He never really had the reason to get to know me. But when we all went on the big uh, Terra ski trip, do you, I don't know if you remember this, Ryan. I mean, obviously you do. But like last uh, last Christmas, and we all we all met up. And we went skiing on the border between Sweden and Finland. And, um, you know, there's a bit of a funny social dynamic going on. Um, and, but the point being that I didn't really know how to ski and everybody else did apart from those. It was just me and him on the learner slope together. And we were learning how to ski. Um, and we were doing the little, um, snowplow thing and, and he was like, Oh, hold my elbow. Like, I didn't really know him that well. And then he was just like, Oh, just, you know, let's, let's help each other hold, keep our balance. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. And so, you know, I sort of grabbed his elbow and I noticed how strong his, his arm arms were and sort of how, how large his triceps were. And I said, Oh, you know, so what, what exercises do you in the gym? Um, and he sort of told me about his routine and, you know, explained it. And I said, well, fuck, hang on, this guy's really strong. Um, so I started, I said, well, I bet your forearms are, well, fuck. And I felt his forearms, they were very strong as well. Um, and, you know, we basically just got a bit intimate. But then um, I went bright red and uh, and he noticed. So he sort of like, okay, I see what's going on here. So we didn't talk again and we haven't spoken since then. Um, it's just like, you know, I just felt up his arm a bit. And then that was the only interaction we ever had. I think that's really nice. That, that, I've I've never heard you tell that story before, and that does explain the dynamic when we were back at the chalet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't really, you know, I didn't want to talk about it. You know, I I, I kind of hoped it would go away, but obviously it didn't. Um, so yeah, that was the the Terra ski trip. All of the everyone who was um, like the main the main people from Twitter. Who else was there? Uh, some of them are no longer with us, but uh, Coach them. was there. Um, Pantera from uh, Terabytes or Bytes, I think it's called now. Um, we had well, we had all of the guys from all the protocols. We had Astroport team, and we had uh, the Prism team, and uh, who else was there? I can't even Nicholas, remember. Nicholas Nicholas Femel. <laughs> There was like that little clique of like Nicholas Fumel, Pete the Terran, um, oh, Frex. Oh, yeah. fucking Pete the Terran. He was an idiot. Yeah, those guys were just being assholes, like partying till the early morning. Yeah, they booked a table. It's a club with like no one in it, right? And it was just basically like us and like a couple other groups but they booked a table and they like had this rope across the front and they were like, Oh, 
only people who chipped in for the table can be on the influencer table. And we were like, come on guys, what the hell's going on? And they were just like, not letting us like join them. And it was just like, okay, whatever, man. And like we left and it was just them just sitting on a table in an empty club. It was just really embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a real trip down memory lane. Thanks for reminding me of that. I was just thinking about my weirdest like Dogwon story. And this is one, I don't think there are too many people here. Let me just scroll down. Like check nobody from TFL is here. Wait, was this the Fireburst one? No. So the weirdest Doquan story is I flew over to Portugal last September and spent a few weeks there, and it was um, a terror event, a terror party with Doquan. One of my first, I think my second time meeting Doquan. Anyway, we were all getting drunk, and, and Doquan's like clearly really fucking drunk, had a load of whiskey and stuff, and we meet outside and Doquan comes up to me and he pushes me a little bit and he's like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to arm wrestle? And I was like, um, okay. So everyone kind of gathered around. We found like a, a table, like a park bench. We started arm wrestling. Um, and I ended up winning for like, even though he's quite strong, I ended up winning because I've got a background in powerlifting and stuff. And, you know, I guess he was quite drunk as well. Cause he was kind of flailing around. Anyway, I won the arm wrestle and he was like, since you beat me and nobody has beat me for a year, I'll drink a bottle of your pee. So I was like, no, no, you don't need to do that. Like, there's no point in, in drinking my pee. Like, you don't need to do that at all because, um, like, we're at this event and, like, he had an interview due and stuff like that. I think he was interviewing with with Pantera and, and Terabytes. They have, like, a little interview duo um, that were interviewing the main Terra celebrities back then. So I was like, you don't have to drink my pee. Like, cause I was imagining him being sick or something when he was doing the interview. Um, he was like, no, 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 no. Like I have a, like a, a pledge of honor with myself that if I lose an arm, I have to drink someone's pee. So we got a bottle of, I think it was like Heineken or something. I took it, took the top off, emptied it out onto the bush. And then I peed in it, filled it up with my, my rancid drunk pee, um, handed it to him. And he just, he, he, he raised it up to his lips and tipped it vertically and poured my pee my empty bladder of pee into his mouth and drank it all within like five seconds and then burped and threw the bottle in the bush, just threw the bottle in the bush. Um, and then he was like, done. And uh, you know the funny thing? The funny thing is this, that somebody called his name and said, you're on for an interview. And he walked straight to that interview and did it professionally, did it in a funny way, um, managed to hold it together at all. And he didn't vomit once. And he didn't even gag once. He just drank my pee, went straight to the interview, and like not a single sign of of like having it affect him at all. So when things like that happen, and like I see him take it, like seeing a grown man take my fucking rancid pee, and bear in mind I'd had a lot of drinks that day. It wasn't as if I was peeing out like clear fluids. I'd had a lot of drinks. I think I'd had like half a liter of, of vodka and some, some fizzy drink stuff and like some various cocktails and things. So I was drunk as fuck. And like my pee was, was rancid and orange by that time. So to see him just swallow it, go straight to an interview and perform at a peak level as if it didn't affect him at all. That was fucking crazy. And that made me think like that guy has some resiliency about him or at least some mental fortitude. So when stuff like the terror crash happened, I was like, this guy is going to build back. He's, he's going to emerge from this. Like, there's no way in hell it's going to get him down. 
Because what kind of fucking psychopath drinks your pee and is fine? Like that, that is a rare happening. So as soon as Terror Deepak happened, as soon as everything went to hell, I had full faith that he would rebuild. And that's why I've supported him from day one. You know, I, and it was really that night that, that crystallized everything. That is a remarkable man. Like how many people here could drink a pint of your pee and not have a single gag and then perform at a peak level in an interview? None. I, I don't think any could. What a boss. Uh, if you ever get the chance to meet him, uh, I'd like to um, understand uh, what it tastes like um, and if he um, enjoyed the piece. I don't think so. I think it was more like a samurai deal with himself. Like, if I lose, I'm going to punish myself in some way and I'm not going to let myself get away with it. And that's the kind of thing you want in a guy as well, like a level of integrity, like no bullshit with yourself. You know, like most people, they have an intention and they have a goal and they're like, I'm going to do this thing, but then they end up not doing it. But also they apply no consequence to themselves at all, right? They just live that they carry on living their lives and they carry on being lazy or whatever. But with Do Kwon, there's like a massive inward drive, this, this kind of warrior aspect where he really punishes himself, he fucks up. Um, so, you know, I saw that directly just in an arm wrestle. I can't imagine how much he's punished himself for the whole terror thing. A lot, I would say. Um, and, and probably the greatest punishment of all will be rebuilding an even bigger blockchain. You know, um, I think the last terror reached around $60 billion in terms of combined value between UST and Luna. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's unsatisfied with himself unless he reaches $600 billion this time. The, the one thing I would say about that story that Coach has just shared is um, whilst he took it in his stride at the time, he doesn't like it being brought up in, in like casual conversation. So um, if you do want to like get into it with him, the best, the best way is to challenge him to an arm wrestle and beat him and, uh, you know, watch, watch it, watch what unfolds. Hmm. Bear in mind, he is, it's not like I'm some untrained guy or something. I've got a background in powerlifting and grip training and stuff like that. So I don't think he really understood that. He didn't really understood that I'm like pretty, pretty muscular. Um, he, but like for the average person, no chance in hell Doquan's going to lose to you. Doquan um, can bench 315 pounds for reps. Bear that in mind before you talk shit about him as well. Like if you're ever going to talk shit on Twitter and write stuff like, you know, when are you going to jail and stuff? Remember that this guy weighs 240 pounds and he can bench 315 for reps. So like, Close your fucking mouth unless you're willing to back it up in person. And then just on, yeah. on, on him feeling unsatisfied, um, just pinned a tweet there. Um, Doe did famously say 100 trillion or nothing. Um, obviously, this time around, it, it turned out to be nothing. But next time, it's probably going to be 100 trillion. Ryan, who do you think is the better founder? between Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and Do Kwon? Do Kwon, any It's a good question. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good... I mean, like, I feel like, like, based on current achievement, it's probably... I think Jobs still edges it for me, just the the impact that he had on on the world. But I think 
if you came back and asked me that question in 10 years time, it's probably going to be Doquan. I mean, like, uh, like Gates, I've got, I've got no time for Gates, but, uh, um, you know, Quan and Jobs are both like visionaries, you know, in the, in the way that they approach things. Um, you know, and, and, and Doe really had this vision to, to change the world, to, to build decentralized money. And I, I think he's still got that fire burning in his belly. Um, and I think we will see him achieve that in the coming years. Is that a, is that a fair answer? Would you agree or? Yeah, I think maybe, maybe a fairer question would be to put them all at the same age, like at age 60 or something. Like at age six, 60, who do you think has achieved more? And um, I have my own opinion on that, but I think you pretty much answered with your question, with your um, with your response. So, yeah, thank you. Citizen, um, go ahead. Yeah, I got to roll, guys. It's good talking to y'all. Good night. Good night. Okay. I love you. I followed you. I followed you. You know, I, I love you both for that. I love, you know... Coach for everything he does. I love you for following me. Hey, I do have one quick question. I'll leave it with the group. Is that okay for you, uh, Zurex Sears? That's fine. Are you, willing, are you willing to hear a 30 second answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think people with uh, Rap Luna are going to get like triple their amount of money with uh, this merge? Wrapped Luna holders? Yeah, you they... think with the merge, they'll get like triple? Luna, you know, something extra because they, you know, you think they deserve something extra. Um, what do they deserve? What do Rapt Luna holders deserve? I think they deserve uh, respect and they deserve to be compensated for being the ones who went against the grain. So, yes, I think if I was in charge of the merch, which I'm not. I would compensate wrapped lunar holders tenfold. I agree. That's a that's a good answer. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Does anyone have any final questions? Because we're due for another space. The I know at some point. Citizen always comes in here, then he unmutes his microphone and it's like his wife being angry at him or something. It's like an insight into a, a relationship of domestic. <laughs> no. Okay. Any final questions? We have like CEO here. We have the CTO. We have the CFO. We have the CDO. We have the CRO. Any final questions? Yeah. Uh, one last final question for me is, uh, for the stable coin problem um, that UST had, uh, USTC now, um, what do you think? Um, yeah, well, I mean, what, in your opinion, what was the, the biggest issue? And um, do you have any ideas or around how this problem could potentially be solved? I think I speak for all of us when I say that the way that it will be solved is the way that everything is in life. Everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be just fine. Everything is going to go according to plan. 
and just the way we want it. And even if we don't think it's going to plan, it will be going to plan in the end. And um, you are safe, Tara Knight, and we all love you and we all appreciate you to the very deepest facets of your character. We love you and uh, you are going to make it. So don't worry about the stable coin thing. That's fine. Yeah. Like if you seek stability in some external thing, it's always going to be frustrating and there will always be ways in which that, that particular thing isn't permanent or stable in the way you'd like it to be. What I would recommend is don't seek stability in external objects, but instead seek stability in understanding what you really are. You are the knowingness, the awakeness, the awareness, the beingness, the, the fundamental aliveness, the awake, aware capacity that embraces and accepts the whole of the experience in this moment. You are that. You are this timeless presence. You are this nowness. You are this here-ness. You are the, the luminosity of being. You are everything that is arising within you. You are the capacity for knowing. That is you. That is that. That is you. You are this open clarity. You are raw, pure awareness within which all of life appears, the mind, the body, the world, everything else. Find your rest there. Find your rest. I refuse to participate in this charade any further. What? Why are you shouting? Why are you shouting, citizens? Why yeah, did you do that? You're so deep. Um, have you always been like this? How, how, how did you become such a deep person? What? It wasn't clear who you were talking to. But I feel embarrassed by... I have a question for the panel. Jesus fucking Christ. It's like you're shouting. He is shouting. He's an angry person. I can't help it. It's in my nature. Yes. Zara, you seem to be the only one ready to answer my question. Uh, yeah, sure. Zara, I have concerns about the community. Um, last we met, uh, there were some issues brought up about the treatment of women. And I personally feel that women enjoy a handicap in the cryptosphere. They are able to be sexual. They're able to use their sexuality in such a way to market their crypto assets whilst men any mention of anything sexual even if it's it's a healthy sexual discussion and discord is uh demeaned and portrayed as vulgar i view that there is a double standard in general in the crypto community i don't know if it necessarily applies to the lunk community but i would like this topic to be explored this topic is extremely vulgar and disgusting and I don't want to hear anything more about sex in crypto or whatever the hell you're talking about. 
This is a professional corporate Lunk DAO orchestrated space to ask serious questions about Luna and Lunk. This is not about okay. some kind of fetish you have or some mm-hmm. kind of weird dwarf obsessed feet licking, tickling of boobs and nipples or whatever the fuck you want to talk about. It's none of that. So mm-hmm. I'd suggest you stop immediately. Yeah, it made me offended. And I, I just had this visual image of a whale, a large whale with maybe a network. There we have it. $50 million. My question has... No, you do not get to speak after being a deviant. I had a visual image of a whale coming into space wanting to spend $50 million in a new blockchain. And that is a lot of money because I don't know what the, the current market cap is of, of Lunk, but it's somewhere in the billion-dollar range. So we're talking a 5% investment added to the total market cap. And obviously, all whales, they know other whales. You know, whales make friends with whales. So he's likely to know many, many people with a similar net worth or even a higher net worth. Probably within his own social network, there are people counting at least several billions of dollars. Now, imagine if a whale comes into one of these spaces and he hears somebody like Citizen Dawn talking in this sexually deviant manner inappropriately and humiliating the community and also representing the community and discrediting them with his horrible language and his deviancy. You know, he, he makes us all look bad. And I think as a community, we need to say no to that. We need to say no, not slowly either. Don't even let him speak. As soon as he utters one word that involves, you know, terms like sex or other disgusting words such as that or, or a similar word or a body part, as soon as he says a single word, say no and get rid of him. And that's what we've done today. That's why we've kicked him out of the space. Um, I don't have the time or the patience. I think we're at this critical point in the history of Lunk now, and we need to get Terror Rebels funded. And, you know, I've seen people abused online before. You know, my my cousin, she, I'm not going to say exactly what happened, but after she was abused online by somebody similar to Citizen, who said he used sexual terminologies, she she hurt herself in many ways. And the reason was because the sexual terminologies made her feel badly about herself. And I'm here to say that we don't tolerate any sexual terminologies because sexual terminologies not only make members of the community feel uncomfortable, but they also scare away the whales. And people like Citizen are probably the main reason why many investors have left Lunk because of the the level of unprofessionalism he has demonstrated today. And, you know, we've been fighting our hardest about against this, but um, for some reason, there are certain people out there who insist on being offensive and rude and insist upon using vulgar terminologies to make people uncomfortable. I don't know why they do it. I don't know if they're shorting lunk or if they're just immature. Um, You know, there's a rumor going around that Citizen Dawn is a billionaire and, you know, the rest of us have the majority of our savings invested in Lunk. I've personally been working for three years to afford to invest in Lunk. Um, so I want to see my money go up. I really want to see my money go up. I think it's the same with Zara and with Ryan and many other people. But I think Citizen Dawn, there's a rumor going around that he owns like hundreds of millions of dollars of, of real estate property. And the rumor is that, you know, he has so much money that he doesn't care. And that's why he behaves this way, because he doesn't care about this community. You know, he's he's intent to make us lose money because he doesn't care. 
Um, and, you know, I think that's disgusting because surely we're not his prey for play. Surely we're not his victim. Surely he can go and bully someone else because there's no way in hell that I'm going to let somebody who uses inappropriate terminologies take away my hard-earned money. I'm going to stand up to that, and that's what I'm doing today. No. You know what? I think the fact that we've been so starved of entertainment through this, this audience that can't ask a single question, meaning that when Citizen Dawn provided fertile soil to lay our words onto, even though he directed it at me, but the Zero Xers and Lunkdow couldn't stop themselves. They couldn't bite their tongues to ravage, you know, a creative hole upon him. I think that shows that it may be the end of the Lunk space and start of the creative space. I think it's like semen retention. It's like you've waited enough. You are now free. You you just had a little dream on, on Citizen's Dawn. <sighs> Tired tired of this please no more lunk okay thank you everyone remember we gave an open forum an open agora for any of the haters to come up any of the keyboard worries to come up yet again not a single one came up it's been this way for the last six months not a single person who hates lunkdown has ever come up and actually uh confronted us on any level about anything these are the only people who dislike lunkdown they are the little rats, the ones who type behind their semen-covered keyboards. Nobody else has ever hated Lunkdown. You know, if you are intelligent, if you are loving, then by definition, you love Lunkdown. If you are a, rate, a rat, somebody who hides behind their keyboard and types hateful things because you have bitterness in your heart, then by definition, you are afraid to come up into the light. It's like a, a cockroach. When it walks out into the light, it's like, a laser beam of God instantly vaporizes it and it's just destroyed. And that's the reason you can't come out here. It's because, you know, in your soul, you are evil if you hate Lunkdao. Because Lunkdao is only a messenger for God. Always remember that. Everyone here has surrendered their body and minds to God. And we're doing the right thing, the right thing for Lunk, following God's mission, actualizing the true potential in the Lunk blockchain. And that's what we intend to do. And that's why there are no true enemies of Lunkdao, because they're already the enemies of God. And if you're the enemy of God, then he has already struck you down and you will suffer forever in the infinite inferno of hell. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Future of Lunk, The Merge, a Q&A where you can ask your cues and express your feelings and possibly even get some A's. Hosted by Lunk Dow. Recorded on Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with Spark IBC enabled. Waking up like a basement dweller. Stepped out the door and her place is yelling. 2020, what an ugly shit show. Staring at the fucking Rick Roll from the get-go. Looking outside, the whole state's on fire. The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars? And replace the writers with AI just like us. Emaciated models killing bright birds. First in, last out, picture me rolling. The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Merc's gonna cash cow, country stolen. Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden. Trying to be so full, spitting that molten lava from the bottom of the caldera. I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle and offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle, blasting off in a rocket. The many people who will, will 
would see things happen to them that are in their favor. So someone's looking over me. That's a, that's a fascinating phenomenon when that happens. And what, when you analyze those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like Who would have guessed you'd turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks Looking at the rectangles, damn they kinda thick We've gone through a whole lot of kings here Cutting off heads just to bring cheer Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line them up When you'd give an arm and a leg just to try the junk On some first time buyer's luck Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch And put your hands up if you fuck this year And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare And put your mask on just to go outside Looking at the planet about to downsize So climate change will not make Earth Basically, every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Ten spaces.